I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Hello, everybody. Oops, the podcast. Julio Gallerati, joined by Francis Ellis. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm swell, pal. How are you? Good. Good to see you. Uh, good to talk to everybody listening. I uh, hope you guys are doing all right. Things the- have been getting a little dodgy out there, so uh, you know, stay safe. Bingo. I was fantasizing, dude, about what it's going to be like when we can take Oops on the road someday. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think we're definitely there to a point where uh, we could do some cool shit. So you know, one day, hopefully, if we can all survive this, uh, yeah. Better times ahead. Put something together worth worth seeing, worth Absolutely. coming out for. Totally, dude. Uh, it's Thursday, which means it's alternate side parking Thursdays. Ooh, baby. And last week, I posted a, another issue of alternate side parking Thursdays on my Instagram. If you're not familiar, this is where the street sweeper comes through every Thursday to clean the streets. And if you're parked on the certain side of the road... In New York City, you have to get into your car from 9 to 10.30, wait until the street sweeper comes, you pull out into the street, he passes, and then you re-parallel park, and it's how you get to park for free in New York all week without paying for a garage or whatever. And it's gotten very uh, combative and aggressive, and and, and people are not happy, and it's like the New York Post is writing about fights that are starting because of this, (laughs) and I've been documenting it in my Instagram. Check it out. Why is it crazier now? Because um, outdoor restaurants have taken up uh, block space spots, that yeah. cre- that used to be used for parking, as have city bike docks. Right. Take up huge amounts of parking spaces. So whereas before, the West Village basically had enough parking spaces for people who had cars who lived there to park. No longer. Now it's, it's you know, there's no... Uh, supply and especially for you because i mean you have that big bike dock on your block we sure do and is that a thing you've covered in the no i haven't talked about that but i also don't always park on my block gotcha i i, I do a a five block radius swing whenever right. i'm looking and hopefully find one close cool, cool 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 smart but here's what happened i posted my third installment of this yes. and these people people have been watching these these have, these are you know gotten a little bit of uh attention and uh on friday sean avery do you know who that is no he's a former nhl player got it he's very controversial he played for the new york rangers among other teams but he was in he was a antagonizer he would kind of check you into the far he would start fights but he would all but he would also just mix (laughs) it up and I, i wouldn't call him an enforcer so much as like the guy who would piss off the other team and get them out of their game plan. Right. You know, just a chippy, trash-talking hockey player. He's kind of a cult hero, I think, in New York especially. Um, and on Friday, he posted some Instagram stories of him filming the street sweeper going by and talking about people not knowing what to do, showing the cars that were getting out of the way and being like, look at these guys, these idiots. <laughs> and he's like, this is crazy. This is my new thing. Oh, wow. Now, I have to go back a little farther. Sean Avery auditioned with me for the, the morning radio show at Barstool. No way. 
uh, Barstool Breakfast. And I got it, and he didn't. Okay. So he knows who I am. Yes. And I'll prove that he knows who I am because I took a screenshot of his, everyone was DMing me his his thing, his like, clip, hey, being like, "Dude, this guy's doing the same thing you do." And so, as a as a joke, I took a screenshot of it. <laughs> I have to go back even even farther. <laughs> the inception when he was in the NHL, <laughs> yeah. he garnered controversy because he dated uh, a woman an actress named uh, elisha cuthbert oh yes who was in 24 she was in the girl next door Mm -hmm. she did some great stuff and she ended up marrying i think dion phaneuf who was the captain of the toronto maple leafs and a very good hockey player and uh but but first she dated sean avery and Sean Avery, after she started dating Elisha Cuthbert, like w- one time he was being interviewed in a locker room, like before or after a game. And I actually don't even think he was being interviewed. He called the reporter over and he was like, I got something to say. And they put the camera on him and he was like, I just don't understand why other guys in the NHL are getting my sloppy seconds. Oh, word. He was like, uh, I just don't understand why that. And I think he was trying to make a joke. Mm-hmm. But everyone hated him for it, dude. Because he was referring to yeah, like the guys his now, ex-girlfriend right. now dating a different hockey player. And it was just Poor a, taste. It was a very tasteless thing. Yeah. He got a lot of heat for it. Like mm-hmm. people were mad at him. Deservedly. Yeah. And um, if you watch the clip, it's like even even though it was like, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, it's very tone deaf. <laughs> so I posted back to the current day, I posted a screenshot of his Instagram story of the street sweeper going by, and I wrote Never thought I would see the day where Sean Avery is taking my content sloppy seconds. Oh, that's solid. Yeah. And it's a very inside joke because if you don't know that Sean Avery, if you don't know who he is, or you don't know that he said that thing, you're not going to get it. But for the few people who did know all of that, they were like, this is great. This is the best content I've seen all week. Situation. Yeah. For the record, I tagged him in the post because I think taking a shot at somebody or chirping somebody on social media and not tagging them is pretty cowardly. Like if you're going to fire shots, you might as well show the person like, you know, whatever. Aim at the head, baby. For the record, I also have no idea if Sean Avery was copying me Right. Or had seen my video at all. It's entirely possible that he just came up with the similar idea on his own. But how similar is it? Is he doing the same shit? Is it the no, same? No, he's not in his car addressing his phone. He was out on the street. But look how crazy this shit Being is. like, it goes to Street Sweeper. This guy doesn't understand to pull out. This guy's not like, and then he like goes up a car and he's like, why don't you get it? You know? Yeah. And so whatever. It is what it is. But given our crossover in life, mm-hmm. I thought there's a chance. He just saw my video right, and was like, I'm going to do this too. Right. Which, even if that's the case, it doesn't bother me. Yeah, yeah. But it's fun to take shots at, all, right. at someone in a way. You know, stir the pot a little bit. I haven't stirred the pot in a long time. <laughs> I haven't. But, you know, it's, it's obvious that you also want to make it known that like, hey, dude, you know. No. Are you I, sure? Not even at all? No. Because that would imply that he'd gotten under my skin by doing that. And he didn't. It would be one thing if he like went on his thing and did exactly what I had done. Right. But it was certainly plausible that 
what he was doing was just something that he saw unfolding in the moment and was like, oh, this is an interesting to wa- thing to watch. And and do you guys have some kind of any, like, are you friendly? Do you know him? Like, how well do you know just from the thing? I didn't even know if he remembered who I was. Got it. Got it. But then I posted that, right? Mm-hmm. And then he DM'd me. Oh, baby. And Ooh, he baby. goes, he goes, I thought they buried you like five months ago. Oh. You're still around? <laughs> question mark. <laughs> and I Ooh. thought that was so funny. That is pretty good. And I wrote back, ha, 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 ha. Because it's just classic hockey guy chirping. Right. Hockey players talk trash differently from any other athlete. That's funny. They don't like, they don't say like, I'm going to, I'm going to beat you bitch. Right. They're not like, I'm going to beat you and fuck your girl. They're like, you're worthless. You're a piece of trash. Nobody respects you. They like, they say things that are, you know, so not hurtful, but are also so like, they just write people off immediately. Right. And so it was kind of thrilling for me to receive hockey trash talk yeah. from a hockey player who was known for that. Right. Which is what made me laugh. It's exciting, yeah. And then, because I just laughed, you know, nothing. I, I think he was probably expecting me to, like, come back at him. But I didn't care. Mm-hmm. Half an hour goes by, and then he DMs me again, and he goes... Let me know if you need help writing any jokes. All you need to do is book me on Cameo and I'll help you out. <laughs> oh, man. That's pretty fucking. It's funny. And then this is how I know I won. What do you think I did to respond to that? I don't know. Chris, what's your guess? You booked a Cameo. No, I certainly did not. Oh. <laughs> all i did was i just double tapped his dm dude liking someone's most recent dm is the biggest fuck you in the world it depends man sometimes it's a Fine. way to end the conversation like you say ha 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 yeah. double tap conversation over yeah but in this context you're right okay hold on hold on it it is a, the most abrupt least effort way to end a conversation right. it is saying i don't have time for this anymore right but i don't want to hurt your feelings but sometimes you don't need to say anything at all and because you want to be courteous and show that you're engaged in the conversation you'll double tap dude something you didn't need to double tap. that's exactly it though you're being courteous mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> i was i was being courteous right. to sean avery right you're you're like okay like this is a pro hockey player. He's got 200-something thousand followers on Instagram. He's verified. He's a known guy. Right. And I'm not even being like, good talk, have a good one, dude. Right, right, right. You're not like pandering. You're not like, oh, ha, ha, you're so It's funny. me saying I got, I got more important things going on. Right. I don't have time for this. Right. Now, because I, I have double tapped other DMs before where I was grateful for what people were saying. We get a lot of DMs. Mm-hmm. I don't have the time to open up every one and be like, ha ha, thanks so much, Adam. Like, right, right. looks like you have a beautiful dog. Have a great life. Right, right. You know what I mean? That's just, that takes a lot of work. So you, you double tap a lot. I don't, to those people, I'm not saying that I'm double tapping because I'm dismissing you. But like, I'm sure 
that if there are guys out there listening who have shot their shot and DM'd women, and if a woman D double taps your DM, that's her saying like, run along, little boy. <laughs> that's what that means right. in my mind. Right. Do you right. disagree? I don't know. I, I think that this pertains specifically to your situation. Fine. I agree that that was like a pretty strong play in that moment. Saying nothing like is kind of like passive aggressive in a weird way. Booking the cameos, being extra, continuing to engage and fight is like pointless. I think it's like the best move for Dude, sure. I think double tapping that DM is more, uh, it would, would annoy me more from his side than even leaving him on read. Right. I'm, I'm just trying to wrap my head around your full perspective about all this. Because I feel like I'm not getting, I'm not fully getting how you felt about it all. The truth is... I didn't, I didn't, it didn't phase me at all, but I also don't think it phased him. Right. right. I don't think either of us really right, cared. Right. Right. And I, you know, cause he's, he's throwing a, like a little light hockey chirp at me. I'm laughing it off. Maybe if I had engaged back, you know, would have gone deeper, mm -hmm. but neither of us were going to like air each other out. Right. 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 And I only posted that story as a way of telling the sloppy seconds joke, not to accuse Sean Avery of stealing my content. Right. So if I had to guess, if we were to see each other, there might be some acknowledgement of the exchange, but I hardly believe that he would be hostile to me. I don't think so either. I think if you guys bumped into each other, you'd become friends and start hanging out. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Is he a dick? He has a, 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 a less than stellar reputation. It, so it sounds like that, but you know, I, f I find that whenever you kind of get into little, little things like that, it tends to kind of break down the barrier for like healthy communication. Yeah. And like, I think you guys could dude. one of the reasons that he was, didn't get the breakfast parcel breakfast role was that, I mean, I remember in our, our test segment, we were doing these 15 minute test segments, fake segments for radio. And, at the time, the host of our show had already been decided. It was this, this young woman who had been an ESPN sideline reporter, and she was brought in specifically to, to helm our morning radio show. So the, the other two seats were being auditioned for. Got it. And a bunch of people read for them, including some New York comedians cool. who were like bigger than me and didn't get it. But Sean Avery and I came in. I read with Sean Avery, at least, or at the very least, I watched him do it. Dude, he brought up some stuff in 15 minutes that was so out there and so polarizing. <laughs> like, really over the line, edgy, just like, I don't know if he dropped a, a, a C-bomb or whatever it was, where it was like, oh, we can't have, he's doing that now? Imagine if, <laughs> you know, two weeks, like, right, so. Right. It came out fire. I think he just, I think he just shoots from the hip, which is to his credit, but, uh. You know, I don't know if he has too much of a filter, if I'm honest. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But anyway, neither here nor there. I have no ill will towards Sean Avery. That's <laughs> you know. crushing it live. Well, unfortunately, he may hear this and take it a totally different way. And I, I hope that's not the case. But I, totally neutral opinion uh, of him. Yeah. Uh, is what I would say. <laughs> <laughs> um, you had you had mentioned something else to me. Oh, you want to go into this? Because yeah. I have to tell you this, but it's it's going to be me talking again. Do you, do you want to layer it with something else? I can. I can. I just don't like going back to back Francis stories because I'm a pretty <laughs> long winded guy. <laughs> 
Okay, I got something for you. I then. think we need to give people a break from me. <laughs> if you feel right. that way, I have I have a good <laughs> yeah. discussion topic. Yeah. So I got into a fight with my girlfriend mm-hmm. last week. Happens. Um, and it was because I was like, give, I was t- I was complaining to her. I was like, my parents are giving me a hard time about going to the Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. And she goes, you're going to the Dominican Republic? Oh. <laughs> and I was like, I told you that, didn't I? And she's like, no, mm. you didn't tell me that. And I was like, yes, I did. I said, I think I'm going to go to the Dominican Republic next week. And she's like, yeah, but like you say shit like that all the time. Oh, so you had said it. But I didn't say I am going. But you'd floated it. When I booked the flight, I didn't tell her. The point is. I did float it. You would have been way more toast if her finding out was by you being like, can you believe my parents won't let me go? I would have been more. I would have been more toast. Yeah. I had I had a leg to stand mm-hmm. on. And it's funny. We had had a couple things that week. Like we had joked that we had had a tough week that week afterward once we made up. Mm. It's good to she's know like that. A cute little. Yeah. You know, um, she's lovely and wonderful. We got past it. You know, she doesn't want me to think that she's like stopping my my spontaneous nature you know what i mean she, right. she's making it clear that like the issue is not me going the issue is like she's my girlfriend and if i'm leaving the country i owe her to tell her right and i agree with that right is that fair yeah probably probably it's it's fair i i <laughs> i'm not gonna fight for that one like, i that's think fine. that's totally fair yeah like absolutely. i don't want to be like oh i do yeah. I do have to tell you when I leave the country. That's a crazy hill to die on. Dude, I think I think you need to tell her when you're when you're going anywhere. <laughs> right. Yeah. For for days. Right. Like I keep you know, we should we should know where we are. Yeah. You know, especially if it's a place that is not likely. Like if I'm my, if I'm in my apartment, I don't need to tell her. I'm, We've talked I'm about enabling there. location sharing among couples, right? We briefly have gone we've briefly talked about it. Do you guys do that? No. Uh, I think I actually do have my location share with her like as a joke. Like early on when we were dating, I was like, here's my location, baby. That's like, not a very we were, funny joke. <laughs> yeah, but when we were two weeks into dating. Mm. But I, a bunch of my friends have and my location not, on too. you've not turned it off. I don't think I have. So that's just a reality of her being able to monitor where you are. Which I don't care. Like the government. Yeah. Like but, she's a drone. So here's the beauty of that though with her. She is cool. And like... I don't think that it should be a problem if I'm going to go places in general. If I'm like at someone's apartment, she's never going to be like, why are you at Danny Palmer's apartment? Mm-hmm. She's never going to do that. So like, I don't mind her having my location. I don't, I don't share locations with anyone and I don't understand my <laughs> friends who pull up their maps and have like 14 bubbles. Yeah. Why do we need to know where everyone is at, we at don't, all times? But it's funny. Like, it's funny when my friends are like, what are you doing? So-and-so. Dude, maybe I've read too many like Fahrenheit 451 books, but I <laughs> the idea of knowing people's geograph being able to pinpoint where they are in their day. I, there's no scenario. I don't mind. Look, what my girlfriend and I are meeting up some let's say that we're meeting up at a parade. <laughs> yeah, we should enable location sharing for an hour. To find each other, that's helpful. I'm next to Snoopy. Yeah. Here's my location. Do you see the burrito place? No. Do you see (laughs) this? No. Do you see the big Snoopy float? No. (laughs) But like, yeah, I get that. I get that. But I don't want 
I don't want people knowing where it's not. I have nothing to hide, but that not having something to hide doesn't mean that you need to share all of your life. The opposite of having to nothing to hide is not sharing everything. Right. Right. There has to be some middle ground, you know? Um, yeah, definitely, definitely, man. Unless you really advocate for some kind of like, well, it's just helpful so that we can always meet up and we're not, I don't, I don't or in know. In case something happens to you, I can't find you. Or I, I don't know. I agree. Yeah. I, he doesn't need, what, what's up, Chris? In college, we all used it when we would all go out. No one knew where everyone gets like disbanded at the end of the night. Just knowing where people were and people that aren't just in random places is why we shared our children. Yeah, but then, then wouldn't, you, wouldn't you be able to determine things like, oh, so-and-so said they were going home, but they're actually in this dorm, and that means they're hooking up with this girl probably. Mm. And all of a sudden, you start finding, you like right. you're giving information away. Right. Yeah, but we all talked about it the next day anyway. So right. like, what's right. Dave doing Fine. in Yonkers? The stakes are lower in college. Well, and now when we go out too, but well, not now, but when we started to before this, I don't know. I just like a, making sure everyone's fine. Or if someone does lose their phone, it's nice to know where it is. Right. Fine. Right. Sorry. No, 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 no that's okay. That's I, a helpful uh, insight. Yeah. I just, I think that once you reveal every part of your life, and that includes your location at any given time, mm-hmm. is available to someone else, trust almost doesn't serve a purpose anymore. Right. What's the point? You don't need to trust someone if you know if you can monitor everything about them. Right. Dude, totally. And trust to me strengthens a relationship. Yeah. No, I don't want to sure. know where my girlfriend is because I trust okay. that so, it's not whack. No, I agree. And dude, the uh, the location services were never enabled for a particular reason. It was, ne- and like, I don't even know if they're on or not. And if I were to turn them off, that wouldn't be a fight. It doesn't matter. But it does. I Once you, once you've broken that seal, it's tough to go back. I don't. I, I. I. would bet you that she doesn't even know how to do it. How would you justify to her why you had decided to turn off location services? I'd be like, I. I deleted all my text conversations and it deleted. Yeah, I just. I don't know. I'd say something like that or something. Well, that sounds like a lie. Or I'd be like, I turned off all my location services for this, this, and this. Like I would. At this point, I just. I wouldn't do it. Like I have nothing to hide from her. You know. This is exactly my point, though. You, no, totally. Once you've popped the fun. Is over and doesn't stop. You, you. I don't even think she knows she has my location. That's uh, that sounds respectfully. That sounds naive to me. Maybe I Let, guarantee. Let's check. You. Let's check. Fine. How do I do? Do you know how I check? Okay. Let's see. Info. Can he see that she has checked to see where yeah, he sure. is? Stop sharing my location. You can check to see if she's looked. Oh, look. I am sharing my location with her. Stop right. Why don't you text her right now and just be okay. like, "Listen, totally a left field question. Out of curiosity, when was the last time you checked my location sharing?" Okay. And do you trust that she'll give you a straight answer on yes. that? Yeah. Okay. This is interesting to me. I <laughs> Again, I have nothing to hide, but you know, I don't want I just to me that feels like a, a police state. I, I completely understand. I just asked her, we're live in the pod, and I'm just curious. Do you know that I'm sharing my location with you, and have you ever checked yeah. where I am? By extension, every time I use any sort of Google service, and that notification pops up that says, would you like to allow location sharing for Google Maps or 
Yelp or whatever it is, I decline. Got it. And the big reason is I am trying to limit, and I know it's a totally Sisyphean venture, but to <laughs> limit the, the 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 likelihood that the machines, the the big app, the big tech companies, whatever, will have such a strong sense of me that you know my life will be out of my own hands. Got it. It's all I, that social I, dilemma I, stuff. I, I totally get that. I think that's fair. And you've said that to me before. And when you said it, it resonated with me. Right. And I agreed. So uh, she answered. She did. Yes. Shoot me. So she goes, you have, you have when you were, when you were driving, when I was driving across the country by myself. You enabled location yes. services. I guess that's when yeah. she goes, I don't know if you still do. I know that I do, but she doesn't know. She goes, I checked when you were traveling alone, but since no, let me look. Oh, you are sharing. Hi, your location, which that's I'm great. not going to say. That's great. <laughs> that's great, Julio. And also it is exactly what I would have said to you if I didn't want. I know. I, I'm kidding. I know, I'm no, kidding. No, I trust her. I, I, know I do her. too, but that's a completely fair assessment. I'm not worried about it at all. Um, I'm happy with her. I'm happy with everything. You know, yeah. I don't feel surveilled. Yeah. However, you know, who knows? <laughs> who really knows? It, it, to me, it, it, I, I know that I'm probably an outlier on this side of the fence. Um, because as I said, well, I didn't say, but if there is one person that I would trust, and by the way, when I get married or if we have kids, yeah, I'm going to fucking probably enable it. Mm -hmm. And that makes it sound weird. No, but I get it. It's like more, you know, the stakes well, are higher. Once you have a family unit and, you know, kids are involved, like I think it just helps to, to know where everyone is, maybe. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. God, it does make you wonder, like, what is the family unit going to look like? Think about when we were growing up and we would tell our parents that we were going to sleep over at Jimmy's house. Oh, yeah. And all you were doing was going to like Amanda's free house to, to play beer pong. Yeah. And you'd get away with the lie. Like, is that ever going to happen again? I know. Mom and dad, I love you so much. I did lie occasionally because I didn't want you to be worried that I was out late. Like, dude, I would I would go over to my boy's house and I, and they'd be like, are their parents there? And I would say yes. And maybe there weren't. And Nikki Zilla, who was a girl who I had this huge crush on, would get on the phone, pretend to be the parents of the person, whatever. And then I'd, just be, I'd be like, I'm sleeping over so-and-so's house. And one time, I went out to the strip club. I was too young to even get into a strip club. I was 16. I was with my buddy Scott. We go to the strip club. It was a half an hour before the strip club was about to close. So they let us in. Wow. And the night, they didn't check our IDs because the night was over. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? They let us in. Some girl in the crowd decides she wants to audition to be a stripper. A civilian? Yes. Good and they go. Her. What and a great decision the loud, in that moment. The, I forget what this place is called, but it was on the Berlin Turnpike in Connecticut. The guy gets on the loudspeaker. He goes, "Who wants to? Who wants to throw some money for so and so to audition? Huh? Come on!" I immediately reach in my pocket and throw down a couple bucks. This girl proceeds to get completely naked and start 
kind of pumping her vagina, uh, her vagina, her vagina on my face. What? It was the most exhilarating moment of my life. Uh, <laughs> I, I up to that point, I had never seen a vagina. I never smelled one. I had never For looked at one from up couple close. Bucks? I never touched one. I mean, yeah, I was like one of two people left in, or that were in the crowd, and it was an incredible moment. But then, very quickly after that, on the drive home, I hit a deer with the car. <laughs> this is a classic Julio story. <laughs> I hit a deer with the car. Yeah. And and I was like, fuck, fuck, I hit a deer. So I drive, instead of calling the police, it's four in the morning. I drive home. I didn't know what you're supposed to do when you hit a deer. I walk in my parents' room. I'm like, hey, mom, dad, I, I was coming, I was driving home from Matt's house or wherever I said I was. And I was like, and I hit a deer. Uh, I just want you guys to know. And they're like, all right, we'll file a report in the morning. Morning comes. We call the cops. We go to the site of the deer. The deer's gone. Turns out you hit the stripper. No, just- no, just wait. Okay. So there's a tiny little dent in the side of the car. Uh-huh. I hit a deer 100%. Final answer, hit a deer. And even a couple of weeks later, a friend of mine like noticed some deer fur on the side of the car. Whatever. Sure. So since there's no deer, the police officer deems that we were lying. What? So he separates my friend and I and starts being like, your friend already ratted you out. You guys didn't hit a deer. I'm like, dude, yeah, we did. Like, I was like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, I, I, I knew that I wasn't lying. So I kind of got a little defensive. Uh-huh. My parents were a little like nervous that I was talking this way to the state trooper. They're like, aren't you? And then the state trooper made my dad feel so badly that my dad has never believed me to this day. And he basically hasn't forgiven me to the point where he's like on my deathbed. He's like, will you please tell me what really happened? Because the cop goes, dear or not, what's your kid doing out of four in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> and that just like pierced my dad's soul. I was like, dad, fuck that cop. That's bullshit. I hit a deer. A hundred percent. I hit a deer. Yeah. It sounds so, like you needed a lawyer who specializes in uh, wildlife injury. <laughs> but dude, two things. The deer, we didn't clearly didn't hit it directly. So maybe it was able to wander off into the woods. Glancing blow. There was no tracks. Apparently, apparently now the state trooper is a fucking for deer forensics expert. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out of here with that. But also people in our town, dude, as I'm sure maybe in Maine, they do this too. They pull roadkill off the side of the road. That's what they're supposed and, to do. And yeah. cure it. And like eat it. Oh, that's pretty far. Not highway patrol. But it's true. Someone made a point to me the other day. He's like, dude, have you ever seen bones on the side of the highway? (laughs) No. Some guy driving a Jeep hits a deer, pulls it off to the side of the road, pulls out his buoy knife and just starts dressing the deer. Yeah. Like this guy, Craig, who used to live next to us, used to do that. He'd pull roadkill off the side of the road and cure the venison. Interesting. Yeah. So I don't know how we got off on that. Um, well, <laughs> I have I have a lot of there's a lot to unpack there. There really is. <laughs> uh, I hate to say it, but there's just. Uh, yeah. This started with a fight with my girlfriend. Well, ended with strippers and dead animals. But but hold on, Julio. I mean, I have so many questions Please. for you. The first is, um, when you go home at four in the morning. Mm-hmm. Well, when you were when you were sixteen, mm-hmm. didn't you think that there was a point in the night where it was better to not come home than to come home that late? Yes. So this is the thing. I, I my friend's house was not that far away, uh-huh. and my my lie was, I'm sorry, mom and dad, if you're listening to this, my lie was that I couldn't sleep mm. and I wanted to sleep in my own bed, which checks out. Yes, yes, it does. Yeah. Instead, some girl was. I don't know, letting you... Thrusting onto my face. Rubbing your forehead with her vagina? And dude, I don't think that this was like a sanctioned activity, but this was an audition, dude. It's like the Wild West of stripping. I'm trying to think (laughs) about what sort of young lady goes to a strip club and decides in that moment, like, well, this is for me. 
you know? I know, I don't know. Yeah. I've never been night. to an NFL game and thought like, I'm going to run out in the field and see if I can carry it 10 <laughs> yards. Like that's such a strange, very big life decision. I know. But I guess in that also in that way, it's like, <laughs> that's the perfect place for her to try it and be like, ah, it wasn't for me. And there's nothing, no harm, no foul. But can you imagine that a football game? Like, you know, the team's up for you, nothing like, who from the crowd wants to try to return this kick? Mark Wahlberg <laughs> yeah. vaults down. I will be I'll of service. It. I'll do it. <laughs> dude, that's great. Um, <laughs> so, dude, weird shit. Yeah. Dude, you mentioned in the stripper story taking lots of cash out of your pockets to give to her. Mm-hmm. What sort of pants were you wearing? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, dude. I wish I was wearing a nice pair of silky smooth, clean Bird dogs pants, those, baby. Those are the best pants for hitting deer. <laughs> they sure are. They're the best pants for hitting deer, but they're also the best pants for fucking popping 16-year-old wood while somebody's putting their That's fucking right. private parts on your face yeah, there, Yeah, when you're headbutting labia for the first time, <laughs> you don't want to be wearing anything other than bird dogs. Yeah, you need mobility. Yes. You need to be able to slide comfortably in a direction. Sure do. It doesn't impair and Use impede the Use your nose as a credit card. Uh <laughs> It is it is by far the best pair of pants when you find yourself at 16 in a strip club for uh, the last call and you watch as some budding superstar tries her <laughs> hand and, and says goodbye to her relationship with her father. Exactly. And once you get and when when the police bust you for being underaged inside an establishment like that, you need comfortable pants to be able to run away. That's right. You show up looking good and you have enough flexibility to escape the situation and escape the police and go home safely bingo couldn't have said it better myself <laughs> guys uh go to birddogs.com right now use promo code oops and you will get a pair of nunchucks with your first purchase believe it or not yeah correct and also so that's the other thing if the police happen to back you into a corner you can pull out the nunchucks the hope you, you practice enough with that you can actually fight off the police that's that's with the nunchucks yeah that's one way to go i would say <laughs> the other thought is you know it, we're not monsters here if you hit a deer and it's whimpering you got to put it out of it you got to do the humane thing nunchucks not a bad way to put that deer out of its misery if you know what you're doing i would suggest using it more as like a choke with the chain connector the deer than bludgeoning it with one side um of the chucks oops the podcast uh birddogs.com slash promo code uh oops but birddogs.com promo code oops get your pair of bird dogs tomorrow and your nunchucks. This is the, what I wanted to bring to you today. Have you ever overestimated your friendship with someone? Um, it's funny you say that. Like, I, I know a couple of people who I thought were friends. And one of these people thinks that they're really good friends with this other person. But I hung out with the other person. And they're like, I fucking hate that person. Interesting. Which is so interesting. So now I'm like, oh, interesting. So, I, so people can't tell how you feel about them. And that puts me like on guard a little bit because mm. I'm like, you're really good at like, I have no fucking idea what you think situation. So those kind of people, I'm always a little bit like more aware around. Mm-hmm. But as far as I know, I, I don't think I've ever really, I mean, I, I wouldn't know if I did, but like, right. I, I, I'm sure that there's people who don't like me who I think like me. I, there's just no way to know. Yes, I agree. And I think uh, we're lucky enough hopefully to be at an age where if we were to find that out it wouldn't affect us i think it would affect me i'd feel bad not not it wouldn't affect us as much when i was young my head goes back to seventh grade where 
a new kid came to our school, I had a very tight knit group of five buddies and we, I like brought this dude in to our friend group and really like invited him to our sleepovers until he, he became part of our group. And by a year later, <laughs> I got into a fight with another one of my friends and his way of like hurting me was to tell me that that dude actually hated me. Oh God. And I remember it's thinking so middle like, school. what really? I was, I was, I was astounded. I had no idea of that. Um, and then I asked him about it and I was like, is this true? And I asked, sure. I asked him over instant messenger and he like came clean. He was like, yeah, I don't like you, whatever. <laughs> you know, oh I God. just think you're really arrogant, whatever. And <laughs> It, it 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 bothered me because he had played along mm -hmm. and and not just played along with everyone else but like played along with me individually mm. and at a certain point there is some fault to be blame to be placed upon people who are uh who are being so dishonest about how they feel that they're actually making someone think that they really like them when they hate them. But it's seventh grade. It's the most savage time of social development. Fine. But to this day, right. You know, it, it, you, you, you can't blame someone for thinking that you like them. If you're going really hard at making them think you do, even though you don't like, right, then you're right. just, a, no, you're right, just a liar. Right. Like who cares? Yeah, no, totally. Um, yeah, dude, absolutely. Do you think you've ever walked out of a party where everyone in that party, the second you were out the door, stopped what they were doing to start a shit on Julio party? So, dude, it's I think it's it's certainly happened. And I'll tell you a time where I did. I was in high school. It was the end of high school. And I was dating this girl who I have another story about her, too, after this um, <laughs> that relates to this topic. I was dating this girl. She went to a different high school. They kind of didn't accept outsiders that much. So I think they already sort of had a little bit of hostility towards me, whatever. And I used to freestyle battle. Yes. Like I was the guy, I'd be at a baseball game and these kids would come up to me in the stands and be like, parking lot at a game. Like literally, and I'd have to go into a freestyle circle in the parking lot. So like oh, I had this reputation shit. as a freestyle battler, which is the cringiest thing in the world. No, it's awesome. So anyway, and there's this like old video of me freestyling that I have on my computer from like high school. It's insane. I anyway, see it. I'll show it to you. Okay. So I was at this party and I'm freestyling, with the, uh, freestyle battling mm -hmm. as I typically am. And I don't know what got into me. I was like drunk or whatever. And I leaned in and I tapped the guy on his cheek Ooh. and he threw me through the window. It was like a screen window. And he threw me through the screen window. And I came up, I apologized, whatever. Think I, I, I left the party and there's no shot that everyone wasn't like, fuck that. Fuck Julio. Yeah. <laughs> I deserved it too. Yeah. But I was, you're young. You're getting used to being drunk. Like you don't realize that you're making a fool out of yourself yet. Like, you know, the re when you're like, First young, you're like, yo, man, this is the best weekend of my life. I love you, man. We're like, like when the high school kid visits college mm -hmm. and you're like, all right, dude. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. are you going to be okay? You mm -hmm. know? So that is an example. That's a very good example. <laughs> That's a really good example. And not for nothing, you know, that <laughs> other dude ruined a screen. I mean, <laughs> like he deserved, that's such an overreaction in, in many ways. I suppose what you did, you know, should not have been done. I get it. Um, his name was will i think we later squashed it but again to your point i don't know if he thinks better of me now or not or if it's just if it was just easier right. for him to pretend he liked me right dude it's so funny i used to i used to freestyle at house parties too <laughs> of course and i remember one time 
Uh, there was another kid in our class who was really good at it, Isaiah. And, and Isaiah was black, and and he and I would would kind of go back and forth and like you know, not not battle each other, but just like freestyle together. And one time, this kid Ami, who was Indian, came up, and Ami was super fucked up. Um, and he saw the battle happening, and Isaiah was rapping, and he just went, "Yeah, N word." Dude, Isaiah, Ami was on the other uh, other side of a kitchen island. <laughs> yeah. You know, we were in the kitchen. Isaiah jumped on top of the kitchen island, and then five star frog splash, flying squirrel, <laughs> leapt on him. Oh my god! And started like pounding his oh face. Oh my god! Jesus! And was like, I heard what you said. And then Ami was like, I didn't say it. And everyone was like, you said it, dude. Like, <laughs> we heard you say it. You know, we were there. And and then everyone wanted to, like, show Isaiah how mad they were by being like, that's not okay, Ami. And, like, people started getting more angry than Isaiah. That's funny. Almost as a way of, like, being like, see, Isaiah, I'm an ally. Right. That's, like, foreshadowing to, like, yeah. the future. Dude, that's crazy, bro. It's just one of those ridiculous... I, I, I have this distinct vision in my brain of Isaiah just like full out belly flopping on, on Ami, who, you know, later went to a very elite Ivy League school um, and got his, had his shit together. Well, dude, that, that's funny. Uh, dude, the, you mentioned before, you're like, did you ever have a time where you like wanted somebody to like you so bad? And like, I remember there one time was this, this kid in college that was like really cool. He was mm -hmm. a really cool kid. And my girlfriend at the time, who like we were kind of back and forth at this point, she kind of kind of sold her soul to the devil. She like was off doing her own thing, whatever. Um, she was she would always talk about how cool this guy was. He's so cool. This guy's so cool. Whatever. Um, and I started like hanging out with him, almost like I manifested it to like mm. show her that I was cool. Good for like, you. My whole fucking college was just trying to prove to this girl that I was worthy of her. Great, it's ridiculous. Um, but I started hanging out with him, and I was like so psyched about that. And he told me something about one of her friends because he was hooking up with one of her friends. And he told me. And I had this little nugget of information, right? So then my girlfriend, or we weren't girlfriend or boyfriend at the time, whatever. But like, we basically, one of those kind of situations. She, she said something about that girl. And I knew that that wasn't true because the guy had told me. And I was like, oh yeah, well, I know for a fact that da 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 Uh-oh. She then goes and tells her friend who yep. tells him, who texts me, yo, dude, what the fuck is your problem? And it like ruined the friendship. And dude, I was so upset. If I felt like I was in middle school again, yeah. I'm almost embarrassed saying this out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling hot. Dude, I remember I was in my room. I was like, <gasps> like yeah. dude, I worked so, so hard. I know. I worked so hard to be cool. Played it right for so long. Dude, so whack. But I, I know that. I know no, that feeling, man. It's tough. Fitting in, man, it's tough. I also know, though, the feeling of the other side of the coin of thinking certain people are very, very cool, and then all of a sudden realizing that they like you, and realizing, and then feeling like, really, right? You know <laughs> right. that that kid like is texting me. Oh, but like I'm in a way, his friend. We're like somebody that you hold in high regard. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you're really That's surprised. Cool and then enough of that, you know, I, I'm still at a point, and this is all self-doubt, and, and some people would call it humility. I, I call it lack of self-worth. Um, <laughs> where there are, to this day, 
when I become friends with somebody, um, and especially a guy who I consider to be way above me, and they take an interest in me, I don't understand it. But what does that even mean? Like a guy who's way above you? Do you mean like in your work? Or I'll you, give you. I'll or give do you, you just mean because I I noticed the, uh, this about you. You will like talk about a person, and then you kind of like assess where they are on the spectrum of like the like who's the best. Like you'll say that people are better than you a lot. That concerns me. That's a concern. Yeah, you know, I I think it's <laughs> like well, there are some obvious ones. But are there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are some obvious ones. Bill Burr, right? Okay, he might be funnier than you, but like, what does that even mean? Let me, so... let me, let me, okay, let me just please. paint you this picture. Bill Burr, uh, you know, I, I met him at Barstool. He came in. I had a sketch that I wanted to shoot with him. I had an idea for it. He like agreed. He didn't know who I was at all. I'm not a big deal at Barstool. He's there to do part of my take, you know, maybe do something with Dave, whatever. And then as the last stop on his press thing, he does this little sketch with me. And the sketch goes great. Um, you know, I posted it on Instagram. A couple days later, he was performing at Madison Square Garden. I went with my buddy. Afterwards, my agent, who also works at the agency that reps Bill Burr, was like, hey, come to this place for the after party for Bill's show. And I was like, awesome. So we go, you know, and I get in. And there's Bill Burr. And a whole bunch of other like pretty big people. He's just sold out Madison Square Garden. Unbelievable show. Uh, he's smoking a cigar and he's talking to his manager, who's a legend, Dave Becky. Mm. And uh, I'm I'm like not bothering him. I'm, I'm hanging out, sort of over having a beer by uh, other people I knew. At one point, I'm I decide to leave. I say goodbye to my agent on the way out. I just want to give Bill a quick like, hey, man, great show. Good to see you again. Like, thanks for doing that sketch at Barstool. That's all I was going to do. And I'm walking by. He's talking. And I'm like, hey, Bill. And he grabs me and goes to his manager, Dave Becky. He goes, this kid is funny. Keep an eye on him. Um, I don't know much about his stand-up, but we shot a sketch. He, I like this guy. And then he was like, are you leaving? And I was like, I am, yeah, but, you know, thanks for a great night. He's like, here, here, take my number. Jesus. And he takes my, I like take my phone out. He puts his number in it and then saves it and texts himself from my phone. Wow. And is like, keep in touch. Like, let me know if you ever need anything or whatever. And I like leave. Amazing. And we've texted crazy and it's like i don't understand why oh, okay okay he okay. would give me the fucking time of right. day but that's great i mean hopefully that made you feel good about yourself of course it did yeah i know of course it did <laughs> but it's like why why where like where, I, I i don't know if it's because i don't think highly of myself or if i think too right. highly of people right, right, right but right, there's right. just there's no world where where that should have happened mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know and 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 that also applies to friendships i've had that have formed there was a kid in in in, in middle school that played on a, a, a rival soccer team we didn't go to the same high school he was like a god of soccer mm -hmm. uh and, and it was just like you know anytime we played their team he was like the person we talked about like you gotta find a way to stop this guy and somehow one summer we ended up playing on the same like travel team and we we like joked around but i had put him on such a pedestal that 
as a friendship actually formed, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. Right. Of him to be like, eh, oh, I actually don't like you. I've given this guy too much credit. Right, 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 right. He's right. not on my level. Right, right. No, totally. And then it never happened until the point was where we got old enough and I was like, oh, you know what? I'm kind of over this guy. <laughs> like, he hasn't continued to blossom. Dude, but it's true. That is such a toxic thought and it makes you not be who you are. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, you, it's not a sustainable thing. You know no. what I mean? You just got to be who you are. Sure. And I think that the people who are gain the respect of people much more quickly because it's obvious when you're kind of like pandering to people trying too hard to get them to like you i guess that's like the theme of this yes but dude there are also people who who they are isn't good that's true and they can't abide by that that's true but those people are typically not the people who are like movers and shakers they're not like pan they're not gonna be they're incapable of like accommodating you they're just gonna be their shitty selves (laughs) <laughs> maybe, maybe some maybe people, have some thought. people recognize it yeah, and then, and then put on a front and then are only going to get so far because people can see through it, but at least they're tolerable. Right. Totally. You have to hope that who you are and who your makeup is, is yeah. appealing to people. Totally. Um, anyway, lots of food for thought. Good stuff. Take us out of here, Julia. I'm exhausted. Guys, thank you very much for listening. Oops, the podcast. We're having a great time with you. Hopefully, you guys will check out our YouTube. Send us your messages uh, on our Instagram at Oops, the podcast. You can DM either Francis or I also, or email us, oopsthepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you know, let us know what's going on. And thank you very much for, uh, for hanging out with us. Good times, everyone. Be well.